This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, Clock Dodgers? It's your boy, Neil. I appreciate you for tuning in, as always. I hate saying tuning in sometimes. Sometimes that bothers me because I feel like tuning in is a radio station lingo. This isn't a radio station. This is a podcast. So you're more like, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for streaming. Tuning in just sounds not right. It sounds misplaced. But anyway, anyway, I want to thank my guest today. My guest today is Stephanie from S. Mitchell Marketing. We talked about all kinds of stuff, right? Networking, branding, social media, why it's so important. Um, we also had some fun. We talked about hip hop, Jay-Z's new album, all, all, all kinds of stuff, right? She was, she was a great guest. I appreciate her for giving us her time. I hope you guys learn a thing or two from, from listening to this episode, but also as always, it was entertaining. So you're going to laugh. You're going to learn. You're going to live. You're going to enjoy it. Um, as always, I just want to remind you guys, please make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast. If you're not already, please do so now. Um, don't wait to the end because then you'll forget. You'll be like me. We have short-term memory loss. We forget these things. So just hit subscribe now. Matter of fact, if you're already subscribed, what, what are you on a bus right now? Are you in a car with, with people from work or something? You're sitting at your desk, right? Just like push the person next to you. Like, well, tap them, tap them, be nice about it and say, hey, I got this thing I want you to subscribe to. And if you don't want them to know what you're doing, just say, hey, can I borrow your phone really quick? And then just hit subscribe. <sighs> I don't know. I'm trying to find some ways for you guys to get them to subscribe. It's really important. Let's, let's make the clock dodger family a little bit bigger. Right? How are people going to hear from Stephanie if you don't subscribe them? Take their phone, subscribe them. They need to hear from these people. These guests are awesome. And you don't get to just hear it. Everybody should get to hear it. <laughs> so subscribe to the podcast. If you already have, I really appreciate it. You know that. Um, if you can leave a review, that's also appreciated. These are all things that I remind you guys because these are things that help podcasts grow. They're what help podcasts continue to get awesome guests and um, continue to do great things. So it's just a little thing that we ask of you. It's free. There's no charge. If you could just do it, help us, you know, get our place in the charts and stuff where we belong, right? So thank you to those who have done that, who will do that, who will continue to do that, and who tell others to do that. It's greatly appreciated. Um, I want to go ahead and get to this conversation. So as far as everything that I want to tell you about after the fact, um, I'll do that on the outro. I want to kind of just get to this conversation because I think it was important and I don't want to make you wait any longer. All right. Perfect. As always, guys, thank you. I will catch you on the other side of this bad boy. Listen, when Stephanie's done talking, guys, I don't, don't do not stop the episode. I have important stuff for you on the other end. OK, she's amazing. It was a great conversation. But on the other end, there's also good stuff. So just stick around a little bit longer. And I got some important information for you. All right. Thanks. See you guys on the other side. Can I play with her? Can I win with her? Now. 
now locked in to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. All right, on the Clock Dodgers podcast, guys, I always aim for three things. No matter who the guest is, I'm always trying to get three targets hit. And if not three, at least one of them. So it's either entertain the hell out of you, two, inspire and motivate you, or three, just learn something new today, right? So on this podcast episode, I'm actually not worried. I think all three will be hit fairly easily. My guest today is Stephanie from S. Mitchell Marketing. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today, Stephanie? I am amazing. How are you? I'm great. I actually like when you said when you said amazing because a lot of people don't say that, and that's like the best answer. Um, somebody, I have some, to like hype myself up. Yeah, I mean, so many people are like, "Oh, I'm okay. You know, I'm just I'm I'm living. It's all right." And it's like, come on, man, don't don't, don't say that. So amazing is a good start. So, so you know this con- this conversation for me, and I'm uh, hopefully on your end as well, is long overdue. Um, I don't remember exactly when. I first hit you up to, to come on here, but we discussed it a, lot, a while back. Um, and so it's so necessary to have this. I'm glad that, you know, you could find the time that we can make it kind of line up. Um, I know you got a flight to catch and everything. So we'll try to try to push through this and get right to the important stuff. Is that all right with you? That is fine. You know, you can honestly take your time. I'm just, you know, I, I was being a little bit of a diva, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you can totally take your time okay cool i appreciate that so can you tell us for those listening who who, obviously i know a lot about you but for those who don't know a lot about you can you kind of just tell them who you are and like what you do yeah um so i am a marketer um a lot of people i'm i'm realizing they don't know what what marketing people do um (laughs) but pretty much um i take a brand and i help them be the best that they can be um, how they uh, present themselves, how they sell their products, um, how they interact with customers. Uh, my specialty is digital marketing. So I, a lot of what I do is social media. Uh, businesses get set up online with like their websites, their social media platforms. I do all the social media management, all of the data analytics, which is just a geeky way of saying, um, you know, I just and stuff like that um so i'm pretty much like on the computer all day and uh, on my phone all the time so yeah that's pretty much what i do yeah that's that's that's, that's pretty cool and it's kind of like the, the backbone of a lot of people's businesses especially those who um you know like you mentioned have brands online and and their business is really uh focused on the internet so so yes. you, okay so you run a company and it's uh it's s mitchell art marketing right yes so my company is s mitchell marketing and um, it's a digital marketing agency, and I work with um, several different companies, uh, mostly based here in Michigan. And they come from all types of different backgrounds, like tech and HR and um, more creative industries also, real estate as well. Um, so, yeah. So you got, your, you got your hands in a lot of different things. Yes. Yeah. I mean, different industries, and it's really been uh, – like a lot of fun working in these different industries. I get to know, like, um, I can be like a more well-rounded marketer right. that way. And I didn't know exactly what industry I wanted to cater to when I first started my business in 2013. Um, it ended up working out really well um, because I got to learn like a lot of different skills and, you know, different clients, different things. So it's made me really, really versatile in terms of like my skills. Like very few marketers have as many um, skills that I have, like both more so like on the technical side and the creative side. Right. So when it comes to you doing all these different, you know, businesses, as far as what they focus on themselves, does that mean that you have to change for each one? Or is it that certain plan that you have in place and it kind of works in each one? 
Oh, yeah, it's all, it's like totally customizable because every client needs something different. I mean, even if they were like in the same industry, they would need like a different package right. and strategy and things like that. Um, so like, for instance, some clients need like, either way, they just need social media. Some clients, um, you know, they, they're comfortable with managing their social media. They just need a strategy for it. Right. Um, and then some just need email marketing. And then I have, a, you know, some clients that have the whole total package. I do everything from their email marketing to their website maintenance to the photography that we post on social media. Nice. Yes, that's a lot of stuff. I mean, you might need to help out a po- certain podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any anything like that, like podcasts or anything? Or do they are they, do, you, do podcasts usually reach out for that kind of help? I don't, um, I've actually never worked with any like podcasts or any like media companies, but that is definitely a goal of mine. Um, eventually I want to get into like more on the entertainment side of marketing. Right. Um, just because, as you know, like follow me on Twitter, so like I talk about pop culture like all day. Yes. Um, (laughs) you know, it was just, it would just be like, um, just mine to eventually segue into that. Um, but for now, no. Yeah, you might even start your own podcast. Might not be a bad idea, Stephanie. That's what everybody keeps saying. Start your own podcast. You know, I got this spot here. You can always come on and we can do some pop culture stuff on here. You're more than welcome. You know, it's always there's always something you can do. All right. Well, our conversations are pretty entertaining. Yeah, for sure. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it off there. <laughs> so, so, but, but to get, but so, okay. So, so you have this this company, right? And you said you've been doing it for a little bit now, and you're really enjoying it. But to for for the spot that you're in, right? Um, to build something on your own, uh, I feel like a lot of times it takes something to like trigger that. What pushed you to do this? So, like, I'm, I'm sure you could have did this marketing gig with a, with a company, like be hired by them and do it for them. But what triggered mm-hmm. you to do it on your own as like, take that risk? Well, you know, I, there wasn't really one thing. I think it was like a, a culmination of things. Um, but I actually was working for, for different companies, like a nine to five. Um, and I had marketing positions like in tech and in nonprofit um, industries, but I just, I wasn't, I didn't like it. Like I just, <laughs> I didn't like, the nine to five structure I didn't like you know commuting an hour and a half into work commuting an hour and a half back home and right. then you know I have a dog so I was only spending like two hours with her before I had to put her to bed and then we just woke up and did the same thing all over again and um I just wasn't happy and then but, but I've always had like an entrepreneurial um itch and I always talk about how um well I recently gave a talk and I was saying how like you know, when I was younger, all my friends were like, oh, I want to be a singer. I want to be an actress or a doctor. And I was like, I want to be a mogul. Like, <laughs> I knew from like a young age that I wanted to study business and, and own my own business and be my own boss and um, create opportunities for other people. And um, my great grandfather um, actually was an entrepreneur. Um, back in the day, he owned a gas station in Detroit. And he was a black guy. I don't know any black gas station owners, but he was one. And, um, you know, he had a really successful gas station. And my dad owned his business at one point. And I sort of watched, you know, entrepreneurs around me. And I was inspired also by, like, Russell Simmons and Kamorley Simmons and um, and, uh, just and Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. I mean, like their stories are so incredible to me. And I would read countless interviews that they would do and read, you know, books about them and just learn as much as I could. So I always had that passion for business. That's really dope. Um, so I, 
which is so obvious. Like, it's just an obvious thing for me to start to, to like, to start a business. But I started my company, the marketing company, because I was so young in marketing. And nobody really took me seriously because, you know, I was like this young girl and I was younger than I am. So I guess they were just like, oh, you know, this cute little girl, like she knows she's like, what does she know? Right. She hasn't paid her dues yet or. She hasn't paid her dues, like, you know, go get my coffee. And that's fine. You know, I didn't have a problem with that. But after a while, I was like, okay, I paid my dues. So like, you know, but I actually know a lot. And so I started to blog about marketing. Um online and I had uh someone that contacted me that said like can you help me run like my social media and blog for my for my insurance company so I was like I had no insurance innocent like uh, experience at all right but like you know I'll take it I'm always one to like take opportunities even if I don't know how to do it like I'm just right I took him to the client he's my first client and then I was like, oh, shoot, I think I need to, um, like, and I need to do his taxes. And um, at the time, I had a, he was sort of like a mentor. Um, and he said, like, you need to start an LLC. You know, this is what you need to do. Here's the work. Uh, you know, this is what you need to do for, you know, your bank and all this other stuff. So I, he, he basically, like, he started my business. And it just started to grow from there. Nice. So it's kind of been in your blood, but also it's been something that you've had a passion for your whole life, which is interesting because like you said, so many people are into those things that are very like Hollywood fancy. Everybody is famous from it. And you went this other path, um, which is really cool. And, yeah, and, I was, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was always interested in like the, the people behind the scenes, like all, even to this day, like I don't, I don't care about like the stars, you know, like I care about the people that are like behind the scenes making the deals and right. you know um, that that don't get as much shine but that are more influential and that are really key key influencers and factors into the success of the artist or the um celebrity that you see yeah anytime you see a celebrity or this person that's got this super recognition there's always people behind it that really make it work right i mean it's just like a company you you, you know the owner you know the person who, who who started it but you don't know all those people that made it work and so that is a, a big piece of it and it's cool that you that you're interested in that side um when i when i started clock dodgers you know the podcast the website everything the mission behind it was kind of like you know, to dodge that nine to five mindset, what I say. And when, and I don't mean like, you know, I hate nine to fives or if you like your nine to five, that's crazy. I just mean, I, I feel like there's a, <laughs> a, a, a mentality that comes with it where it kind of makes you, like you said, a prisoner of that wake up, go to work, come home, eat, repeat. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you do that, which is cool, if you love your nine to five, I guess that's perfect. But if you're someone like me who, when I did that, when I, when I do that, I hate every job I ever get, right? It's like, I just don't care for it. So I figured, let me try yeah. this passion on the side. Um, and of course you're gonna have to hustle harder than the nine to five, right? To make anything work. Yeah. So that's kind of what it was about. So I, I, I use this platform. It's either, you know, to entertain you and kind of take you away from that stress of the nine to five, or hopefully um, inspire or motivate you to do the same thing and kind of chase something. Because even if you're doing a nine to five, but you have that, at least, you know, like, okay, I'm still working on this and there's still that chance, you know? Yeah. I mean, and you have to, the thing is with, with working a nine to five, it's great if you feel like you're a part of that company, you have to have some type of ownership and what you're doing and that comes from leadership the leadership has to make you feel like this is like this company that you're working with is a part you're a part of it you're right. a part of it and not just an employee you know 
um, you're, you know, this is, this is you, you're a part of the culture. I mean, there's a big company culture problem with um, organizations and, you know, these big corporations even, and it's just, it's just, it doesn't fit with where we are today. Like where we are today, it's, it's never been easier to be um, who you want to be. Like if you want a career in media, you start a podcast. You want to be a writer, you start a blog, you know? Like, right. It's so easy to do, to do things now, where, whereas before it wasn't. We have, we have so many things that are accessible to us. Our dreams are so possible now. that um, And that's where you see all these personal brands sort of, you know, pop up and, and stuff like that. Um, I think it's great when you work a nine to five and you're able to brand yourself as a, as a key employee within that organization. Right. Um, because then you're showing leadership that you also have, you know, some sort of um, ownership in your position. And and um, I don't know. I just feel like you have to really connect with the company that you're working with. You really have to be working for a company that you're passionate about. Right. And that's um, hard to find, right? I mean, it is super hard. Yeah. To find. It is. <laughs> So, so no, 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 it's okay. It's totally okay. And so that's what you're here for. That's what you're here for. <laughs> so, so you started your own thing from scratch and, and, and that's tough. Um, it's way easier in my opinion to, to quit when you're doing something like this, than to, than to work hard, to never let it up, to be consistent with it and to be successful. What made it motivate you daily to do this? Oh, there's so many things. I think what motivates me the most is knowing how far I've come in life. Like, I always think about where I was, like the, and a lot of people don't know this about me, which I guess is why I'm doing, it's good, a good thing I'm doing this interview now. Um, <laughs> but the trajectory of my career is not common. Like I, you know, like you said, I built my, you know, my business from scratch. And if you think about it, I really built my career from scratch, you know, like, Nobody was really giving me an opportunity and I like I had a sales job at this tech company and you know, they didn't have any marketing uh they didn't have a, a marketing executive. And so I put together a marketing plan for them, I pitched it to them and they loved it. And I said, Look, I can implement this, but you know, can you promote me to to be a marketing executive? Um, and they did it. And that was my first wow. marketing job because wow. I took that initiative. I mean, when I was in when I was an intern, I would um, do whatever it took. They would ask me, you know, to do certain things. And yeah, I would complain about it. But I also saw it as an opportunity, like, okay, you want me to bring these sandwiches into this meeting? I'm going to take my time passing off these sandwiches so I can hear what you guys are talking about. <laughs> and I'm going to make sure I'm seen in front of these people and, you know, be pleasant and, um, you know, meet all of the investors and meet all of the board members and, you know, know things about them and actually have conversation with them while they're waiting, um, you know, to meet with the CEO. And I just, really was really ambitious and really hungry because I didn't come from, you know, a lot of opportunities. Right. Not to say that I came from, like, I was never, I was never, like, people have had it harder than me. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I also had um, a pretty hard life uh, early on. And I also was, you know, I was just one of those kids that just, I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I, like I knew I wanted to eventually be a boss, but I was like, you know, how am I going to become like this mogul, this, you know, businesswoman that I want to be? I had no blueprint. I had no plan. And, you know, I was making a lot of mistakes and I, you know, had a pretty crazy life. And it was just, you know, by the grace of God, I had a great family and a really great upbringing, but also had really great mentors. Um, and I knew 
what was instilled in me, but most importantly, I knew what was possible. Right. And I, that there was, you know, greater things for me. So, so when I lose like a little bit of motivation, a little bit of steam, I just think about like, you know, where I was when I was 17, 18 and where my life could have been and the direction that I was going in and how I turned it around. And every time like a girl um, messages me and she says like, you know, you know, you're so inspirational and I look up to you and, um, you know, they ask me for advice and it's just, you know, they say all these great things. That's what I live for. Like, I love, I love that because I used to be that girl. Right. Yeah, that's 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 important, and I, and I like the part where you mentioned how you know you were always kind of uh, you, like you said you were ambitious, you were hustling in the moment, you were pushing and pushing. You know it, that's that never stopped, and it's like I don't know if you're f- familiar with Gary Vee. No. Oh yeah. Okay. Everyone, everyone is, especially in, in your space. I'm sure they are. So I, I, I love how he always says, like, you got to love the game, right? The chase of it, everything. Like, it's not the end goal that you want. It's just the idea of it, right? It's the chase of it. And it seems like that that was kind of a, a principle that you live by since you were since you were younger. Yeah, you really do have to. I mean, look, when I was starting out, I had like you know nobody believed in me, but everything that I accomplished it made me go that much harder. Like, it made me be like, well, what else can I do? Like, what else is out there? And, you know, I didn't think I could do this, but I did it and I, and I killed it. Like, what, what else can I, can I really do and succeed and, and excel at? Um, and that's what kept me going. And, you know, I don't really, um, and I, I quote Russell Simmons a lot because I just, I think he's great. But um, he says uh, that, you know, just putting your head down and doing the work is a moving form of prayer. And I've always believed that if you just put your head down, you do the work, you don't look up and see who's watching you work hard. You don't think about, you know, anything else, but just getting the getting the job done and working hard. It's like you're showing God, like, I really want this. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You're showing other people that you really want it too. You're putting that out in the universe. Um, and it comes back to you, you know, you just have to, you just have to work hard and just stay focused. Yeah. Stay focused. Never let up. And like you said, it's not, it's not between the nine and the five, you know, you dodge that nine to five. It's that's everything outside of that. And so you, 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 you mentioned earlier how your space is, um, heavily involved as far as like the internet side of things. And I, I know people, you know, who write, who, who paint, who, who make music, who podcast, whatever it is, um, all kinds of stuff, but they don't use Twitter or they don't use Instagram, the, the outlets like this, um, those people who do that, who like they 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 are hard on their grind, but they don't ever go to that those outlets. Like they don't push hard on those outlets. What do you say to those people? I mean, as far as how important that is to what they're doing. Well, I mean, in today's age, I don't really know how you can survive, right? If you don't, you know, an artist, if you're a curator of some sort, and you're not on you know digital platforms, especially if you're trying to grow, you're trying to get exposure. Um, but you know what what it is with a lot of like with you know artists in particular is that they're so shy right like selling or really showing you know their work like sometimes they're like oh i don't know if this is good enough or you know i don't want to i don't want to focus on sales it's just about the passion right like that actually one client that that is like that and i love him for that um it's less it's less pressure on me and we have more fun marketing his stuff you know right I was going to say, those people are perfect for you, right? <laughs> the people who don't oh, yeah. know how to do it or don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, because then we can just focus on the exposure and we can focus more on the passion than, like, the bottom line. Because if you focus on the passion and you focus on why you love doing what you're doing, the money will come. Right. You know, if you're just focusing on making money, that's not that's not going to, you know, you're not really going to get there. You're not going to get there 
is it's not going to connect with people. Right. So um, I would say to the artists that aren't, you know, utilizing these platforms, um, you really have to, you know, you have to be shameless when it comes to promoting what you do. That's why people like Kevin Hart are so successful. You know, that's why, um, you know, you see all of these, like even Gary V. you know what right. I mean? Like Relentless. You, <laughs> you, you cannot, literally, I was like, if like everywhere I go, he's there. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, and it's, I don't think it's just because I'm in marketing. Like, you know, I'm listening to a podcast. He's on one. You know, I turn on the radio. He's on the Breakfast Club. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, this guy's everywhere. You know, I was reading um, Charlemagne's book, uh, Black Privilege, mm-hmm. and he was in Charlemagne's, like, Charlemagne was talking about him in his book. And I'm like, this dude is everywhere. But, like, literally, you never really see him. He never really turns down an opportunity to share what he knows. Right. And to help other people. And, um, and I just think that people don't really take that into consideration when they're, when they're trying to brand themselves. They think, you know, um, I don't need to post consistently or, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know what that train of thought is. Cause I, I feel like I've grown up in social media right, and being right. online. Um, but you know, I, I have had people that, you know, tell me all the time, like, Oh, I don't need social media. Like my business has been doing just fine. And I'm like, okay, that's great. But like, you could be doing so much better. You know yeah. I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you that specifically. I was going to ask you that. Cause I know obviously a lot of people do do pretty well on social media. But I was going to ask you, what do you say to those people who say, you know, I already do fine, but obviously you feel that, you know, you have a way to make it even better. That's the goal. Yeah. I mean, you know, too, look, if you feel like you don't need it, fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to hurt any by not being online right That's right your, your um but yeah there are definitely people that say that but um but yeah you know you have to the, the bottom line is that you know if you want to succeed in today's times you have to be on social media you have to promote yourself the best way to promote yourself is from being online and you can do it for free you know what I mean? right right I absolutely you can get started for free right and so and so like for instance for me like with this podcast having a twitter having an instagram all this kind of stuff i know there's obviously like you said we're in an era where a lot of people are doing those things um what, what do you say to people who or what, do you, what are your feelings even on um when there's such you know like hot topics and debates and things like politics and trump and all this kind of stuff and you know a lot of people feel like you shouldn't touch those <laughs> things a lot of people say you shouldn't touch those things you shouldn't talk about them just stay away from it keep your opinion to yourself but then you also see people who who would do the exact opposite and they're super opinion on it they don't care who hears it they don't care who doesn't like it and it works where where, where are you on that do you feel like you should keep it to yourself or do you feel like hey depends on who you are or what is your opinion on that you know being in that field you know it's very very simple and it's that you have to stay true to who you are because if who you are is that person that's super passionate you know about it and you know you just you know you're standing up for something and you know, I don't touch on Trump because I just don't want to give him any more publicity. Right. You know what I mean? People right. know he's terrible, and I feel like there's enough people saying that he's terrible. I also let it, you know, I, I share my feelings when I feel like it, but I'm not going to be online talking about Trump all day. Like, right. You know what I mean? And like, there are people that do I'm that all day long. <laughs> yeah, there are people that do that. But there are also people that, that troll online, and they just do things for retweets and likes and clicks, and mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how they make you know, they're living and they build their brand. But, you know, what I've noticed is that um, that stuff like that always backfires and it never lasts. But right. you really do have to stay true to who you are. So, I mean, I guess it's just a case-by-case basis. Hey, you know, being opinionated works for some people. Um, 
you know, I, I do applaud like the activists online that stand up for what they believe in course, and have their yeah. opinions and things like that. What I will say is that when you're a business, you know, it's tricky because you can't like, you know, for instance, there's, you know, um, CEOs that have of corporations that have supported uh, certain politicians. And, you know, they've lost business because of it. You know, there's certain comments made online that can get you fired. You know, just, I I mean, common sense is not common is what I, is what, you know, the old folks say. Right. (laughs) You have to sort of like tap into your common sense and be like, is this okay to say, is this right to say, you know, am I being fair? Am I being, am I being racist? Am I being offensive? Am I being disrespectful? You know, um, but always listen to your inner voice and, you know, if your inner voice leads you in the wrong direction, you just got to do some uh, self-awareness practices, I guess. But. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny too, because, you know, with the podcast, I, I have guests on from like all different things, right? Like you're a marketer. I've had actresses, I've had um, app developers, and I do a lot of sports, like fantasy sports, things like that. And it's funny because some people will follow you for one thing, right? So say it's the fantasy sports stuff. And then if I tweet oh, yeah. about something that's not fantasy sports or not sports, they'll say, hey, I thought you were just sports and then unfollow. And it's like, so crazy. Like, what, what's the deal? You know what I mean? Like, obviously I have other yeah. opinions, you know? So it's funny how people are very, when it comes to social media, they're very like picky with what they go with, you know? And then some people will just follow everything. Like I follow people from everything. Like it doesn't matter what it is. Like, and I don't, and I don't get mad if someone talks about something that I don't agree with, you know, I'm just like, Hey, that's cool. Whatever. Like I don't have to support it, but I still like that person. You know what I mean? It's a weird thing. Yeah. And it, and it, um, another like thing that's a little bit, I mean, it's, it goes on that same subject, but it's a little different, but like sometimes, I realized that like people were following me for marketing things at one point. Right. Um, and then I found out they're like, no, I actually like Cardi B and, you know, <laughs> I like to, you know, go out with my friends and, you know, like whatever. I tweet about stupid stuff. Right. They were, I don't know. I don't know if they like, I just noticed that like they wouldn't last long. Like the followers were sort of like, they would drop off, like they would come, they would go, whatever. They're right. like, you know, but then there's also those like marketing bots that follow you because they have like a certain third party platform that follows you or whatever. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, people will follow you for like one thing. And if you step outside of that box, they're like, no, go back to talking about this. And, <laughs> you know, you feel pressured to only talk about, you know, that thing. It's the same thing with like, you know, pretty girls on Instagram, like, you know, God forbid I don't post like a you know sexy selfie or picture, and you know that's what dudes are following me for. Like, you know, dang, I can't post a picture of my Starbucks cup and be right. happy to like, oh, I got an iced coffee today. Like, <laughs> right, right. Everything is so different too, and like Twitter's one thing, Instagram's another. It's like so crazy. Yeah, it varies, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So where does when when it comes to marketing and branding and all this kind of stuff, where does networking play into this? Um, networking, oh, you know what, networking is huge. And it's something that I've struggled with because a lot of people don't know this about me, but I'm an introvert and I only like to talk to people. Like if I talk to you, mm-hmm. it's because I like you. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, so you, so you like clock <laughs> dodgers. Like, you know, me and you got, we, we pretty cool. Right, but, right. Um, but like, you know, and that's probably why it took me a while to do this podcast interview because I have like, I don't know, like I just, I don't like 
talking to people and doing things. And but, I, I, I appreciate <laughs> that. You were like, I asked you and you're like, eh, hold up. I don't really know you like that. Let me figure you out. Let me see what you're about. And so you just kind of sat back and chilled and then you just came back out. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, like I, I respect that. And I appreciate that because some people are just looking for like a plug. You know what I mean, they just a- anything and everything. They don't even know what they're going on. They just come on and just do it. But you were like, hold up. Let me chill back. Let me sit back. See what this is exactly. And then you came back out. You know what I mean? So I, I appreciated that. You know what? Because people are crazy. And <laughs> yep. I, I have to filter through. But, but so, yeah, so networking, networking is huge. I've actually, um, so I realized that by me being more outgoing mm-hmm. and being more friendly to people, um, I've noticed that I've gotten more clients and, you know, I've been introduced, you know, to, to potential clients just from, you know, being more friendly and outgoing and, and conversational right. and things like that. Um, but yeah, networking is huge. And you know what? It's not just like, and that's the reason why I started, um, you know, being involved with social media, um, you know, even before I did it as a career, it was because I was, I was so shy Mm -hmm. and I didn't really know, like people didn't really know a lot about me. I was never like super, like I, you know, had friends and did things in school and, and stuff like that, but I was never like super outgoing. Right. And media was like a way for me to really express myself and I met so many friends and you know even to this day like people that I met that have been following me for like since like 2007 you know that are like still following me today and we still interact with each other and and you know I've been introduced to um clients through networking on social media or networking in person it's just so important to really know know the right people and present yourself um in a, in a good way and not in a way that you know you can't be yourself but you know just in a way that like you know for instance me doing marketing you know you don't have to really guess too hard about what I do when you go to my page like you go to my website you know it tells you what I do all the links work you know my social media is up and running right. you know pretty like I'm I'm already packaged or whatever but um so like it's not just important to network, but it's important that when you're networking, you have your stuff together. Right. So like you present yourself in a way to say like even if you like if you tell somebody like you know I'm a blogger and I you know I want to blog about um, I don't know like I'm a fashion blogger for instance right mm-hmm. uh, you should be you know interviewing local fashion designers right. you know what I mean right or, or collaborating with local influencers and. Um, you know, people with larger followings and doing some type of partnerships and stuff like that. I mean, you really have to like show people that you know what you're talking about. So when you when you are out there networking, make sure that whatever you have online um, really represents what you do and what you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Networking, the internet's changed that, right? As far as it changed the whole game, as far as what you can do with networking and, and who you, because I, I mean, even, even you being on here, if, if I didn't have the internet and I didn't network, you wouldn't be on the show right now. And, and that's the case for many people that are on the show is through that avenue. And it seems like a lot of people have difficulty with it. Like you said, the introvert thing is kind of part of it. But I think the good thing about the internet is it lets you kind of be who you are with people who don't have a, a perception on you yet, if that makes sense. Um, because a lot yeah. of times, you know, in your regular life, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's coworkers, if you told them, Hey, I'm doing this marketing thing, they'd be like, but what, for what you work here and do this, you know, they, they don't want to support it, but you go online and you say, Hey, I'm a marketer and people are just more open to it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, they are. I mean, look, that's why I started my blog because I was like, you know, it's not enough for me to tell you that I know marketing, Right. you know, I'm going to write what I know and people would read them and they would be like, you know, Oh shit, you really do know something about marketing. Exactly. <laughs> 
So it seems like the people online sometimes are more receptive to, to, to new things or, you know, whatever. But as far as you, what, what, what do you know today that you didn't know that you like wish you knew 10 years ago? Oh, God. Is there any like one thing uh, you could think of? I mean, that whether it's something someone's giving you advice on or something you've learned on your own, just something that you didn't know 10 years ago that you wish that the 10 year ago knew you knew that. So, yeah, I think I would have, I would have, um, definitely taken advantage of opportunities earlier. So Mm -hmm. I would have, um, let me think, you know what? I'll say this. I will say that I wish I would have known that the decisions that you make when you're younger impact you when you are older and not just like in a grim reaper kind of way. A whole, whole bunch of people listening just got dark, like, oh, man, what have I done in my past? Right? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what did she do 10 years ago? <laughs> exactly. Where's the but body? No, but, right, right, where's the body? <laughs> you know, I'm from Detroit, I'm a thug. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, but, but like where you, um, but like what you, the decisions you make, like in terms of like even, um, you know, doing well in school or, you know, the the boyfriend or the boyfriend or girlfriend you have, the friends that you have, you know, um, the jobs that you take, whether you move out of state or not. You know what I mean, all of those things will impact you greatly when you get older. And, you know, I think when I was younger, I had such like a immortal way of thinking, like, you know, I don't know if I thought I would always be that young or what. <laughs> right. Like, you know, sort of taking life, you know, a day at a time and being like, oh, I don't need to do that. Yeah. You feel like you're invincible and you got all this time. Yeah. Like, why do you need to save money? Why do I need 10? You know, I'm 17. Like, <laughs> right. Like, like, dumb stuff like that. Like, not like, you know, just not knowing about about even credit or, you know, just just a lot of stuff that, you know, you don't really pay attention to when you get older that people tell you is important, but you don't really know the importance of it until you, you know, are an actual adult. But, I, but that's what I would say is just to, I would tell myself, you know, really think about the, deci- the decisions that you make and how it will impact you, you know, years from now. Yeah. I think one of the big things that you hear a lot and that I, I personally can't not agree with enough is just do it, right? Like whatever it is that you're thinking about, like stop thinking and just do it. There's so many things that people like yeah. sit on forever. Like even, you know, the podcast before I did it, I was listening to podcasts for years and I was like, damn, I think I could do that. Like, I think it'd be cool to do that. I was just thinking about it. Just never did it. Like, you know, you're always worrying about like, what if this, what if that? And it's like, if you just do it, it's yeah. the only way you find out. And if you do it, the earlier you do it, the better, you know? Yeah, you have to. That's my philosophy of life. And I was thinking about that because I was, you know, I have like such, I've always been a dreamer and I just have like these big dreams and you know, and I realize there's really nobody stopping you from living your dreams but you. Right. And and I think that people get so stuck on a way of thinking of like, you know, they get so stuck in their town. They get so stuck in, you know, what their family wants for them or, or what they even think is possible, you know. And what I've come to realize is that there's no cap on the greatness that you can achieve. Right. And what you think. You know, what you think is, is your limit is not your limit. And, and I mean, I remember like when I was starting out, I was like young or whatever. And I was like, if I can just get a job that makes $30,000 a year, <laughs> yep. I'll be so happy. Yep. And then next you get that and you're like, if I could just get 35, like, I think I'll be set. Like now I look at it and I'm like, 30000 girl, how do you live? Yeah, like, it's hard, man. It's hard, right? How could you do that? But like, yeah, but I remember thinking that small, you know, and had I had I thought bigger of like, you know, 
of like just I don't know what was possible was out there you know what I mean it's just so funny to know like how you when, when you're when all you see is right what's in front of you you don't see the bigger picture if you're focused on just like what's right in front of your face you have to look beyond that right um you know and I've seen it and I think that that's why I'm like I've always been a really like avid like voracious reader and I love to read everything and I, I've always been that way and so I always knew like I heard the success stories of like you know, all these, like, you know, all of these moguls, Mm -hmm. um, and, like, how they, you know, came from nothing and turned themselves into something, you know, how they, you know, were were grinding from the bottom up. I was even reading um, Angie Martinez's book, My Voice, which is one of my favorite books, by the way, like, she is amazing. Yeah, she's a powerhouse. just how she hustled so hard and built her career and stuff like that. And, and, you know, when I was younger, I had that same mentality of like, I'm going to grind and like, I'm, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to figure it out um, and just take advantage of the opportunities in front of me. Um, But, you know, I had to look beyond what was in front of me. I had to say like, you know, I know that there's greater things out there because these people did it. So why can't I do it? Right. I think that's the important part to what you just said, like you were mentioning the 30,000 a year, like to you, that was a lot at one point. And we're not knocking it, of course, but what you're saying is that like, what you're saying is that there is so much more and like some people do get stuck on like a certain number and then they think, well, okay, this has to be it. Like this is the happiness level, but you know, it can be that for some people, I I suppose, but I guess the idea is always to think and know that there is more and that you can definitely have it. You know, it's just about wanting it. Yeah. And I, and you know what, too, I'm glad you said that because um, what, one thing I really want to let people or what I want people to know is that you have to define your own level of success. Right. Like, you know, to, to like, you know, to me, I have my own version of what I think is success. Like, you know, how I, I didn't want to work in 95 and, you know, I wanted to have like more freedom with my day and I wanted to, you know, work on really great creative products and inspire young people and all this stuff. Like that's success to me, but somebody else's version of success, just might be working their, you know, their job making thirty thousand dollars a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Some people don't mind it. They don't. They don't want to lead. They don't want to. You know. Yeah. They like staying in that system, and they like just being able to do what they want to do when they leave work, and that's kind of it. You know, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fine. But and I had to realize that because I was always so set on like what other people thought would be success for me, and if I was doing enough, and you know, in in even people that are like super overachievers, workaholics. And I would be like, you know, Oh, I need to kill myself and work that hard. Right. You know, right. It's like for what? to achieve what they want to achieve. No, because that's not what you want. Right. And that's not what you think. Is so you have to really define your own, define your own level of success and then work towards that. Exactly. Yeah. I had that same issue. And, and it's like, you know, I would go from job to job and people would always say, Hey man, you get to a job, you leave after like a year or two. It's like your thing. And it's like, listen, if, I, if I'm just not, I, I'm realizing that I just can't be happy anywhere unless it's doing what I want to do. That's all there is to it. It's not them. It's kind of right. like, it's kind of like the saying, it's not you, it's me. It's like, Hard to explain, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's just yeah. that way I feel, you know, and I know it. And I, I obviously people around me don't feel that way because they're there and they're fine with it. But it's like I just had that yeah. certain feeling, you know. And, and we're we're in a time where they're like you said, it's kind of like the time of entrepreneur, right? Every, everyone can be one. A lot of people want to be one. Um, how does one stand out though in an age like that where everyone wants to do that? Like you, like you said before, and even still, people want to be basketball players. They want to be artists. They want to be musicians. This and that. Mm-hmm. But now, entrepreneur is like part of that list, right? I mean, you got to put oh it up God. there. So, how do you stand out? And you're a marketer. This is obviously your thing. Like, what is something that if you had to give someone <laughs> one tip, what would you say? Like, how did you stand out amongst a bunch of people wanting to do what you do? Um, I think that 
I mean, it's what I've been saying this whole interview, like be yourself. You know what I mean? Right. Like, really be yourself. Like being a CEO is such the end thing. Now it's so funny that everybody wants to be like an entrepreneur and be their own boss and stuff like that. Um, but we've created this culture that's really corny. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. I have this pin tweet about it's like this Barbie and she's like in Louis Vuitton and she's like, you know, pay me two hundred dollars and I'll tell you how I became a girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> like right. my brunch. And I just think that that's such what this culture is now of like these people who have little to no experience that are like starting these companies that, you know, they want to host brunches and speak at seminars and networking events and workshops. And, you know, and it's like, they're actually, they actually don't have a lot of experience in what they claim to be good at. Right. They're just good at promoting stuff, which is a skill, but I just never wanted to be a part of that. Right. I just was like, I just want to work hard. And I'm not, I don't want to be super stuck up. I don't want to act like, you know, I don't like to turn up with my friends and, you know, right. that I don't like to, you know, twerk the Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. <laughs> and you know, I love my hip hop. I love my hoop earrings. You know, I love my top tops. And I'm not going to change that because I want to start a business. You right. know what I mean? Right. So, um, but, but people love me for that. And I, and I, and I think that you really, and that resonates with people, you know, and I think you really just have to be yourself and that's how you stand out. If you try to act like everybody else, you're just going to blend in. Yeah. And, yeah. um, the reason why people love certain people is because they love them for their personality or, you know, they're funny or they, you know, speak a certain way or they dress a certain way. So you just really have to be yourself and that's how you stand out. Yeah. And that's definitely one of the reasons why I reached out to you because I've seen that because obviously there's tons of marketers and tons of marketing accounts like that, but a lot of them, it just seems like robot. So robotish, you know, like they're just so, yeah. so you feel like if you ask, if you bring them on a podcast or you ask them questions, you feel like everything's going to be like scripted or something. So that's one of the reasons why I definitely reached out to you. Um, but what, what makes you work harder though? So, so you, if, even if you find some level of success, whatever you, whatever you're at right now, what makes you work harder? Is it the people who doubt you? Or is it the people who support you? Or is it like a 50-50 thing? Um, it's definitely not the people that doubt me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that it is... Um, it may, I think this is a little... I don't know if this sounds egotistical or not. But I just... I never wanted to just be good. You know what I mean? Right, right. I wanted to be great at whatever I do. So like... I'm not just going to have my marketing company and, you know, just be okay with like giving clients and, you know, not push myself or not do, do go over and above for them. You know what I mean? Like there's some people that, you know, you work with them and they're just doing enough to get by. Right. Like they're doing enough to pass it off as good. Yeah. And I've never been the type of person to be happy with that. Yeah. It like, drives why me not nuts. Yeah, why not go the extra mile if you can do it? Like, I don't want to, you know, even from, like, down to, like, a certain social media post. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? And you can change the wording a little bit or you can add an extra tag or something like that. Like, people won't even do that because right. they're lazy. You right, know exactly. I mean? And I try to tell people when you try to tell your kids all this kind of stuff, like, it kind of, it, it, it falls into everything too, right? Like the way you wash your dishes, the way you sweep your floor, the way you, you know, the way you clean your car, the way you, it kind of like, if, if you're, if you don't do that in everything, it doesn't really carry over well. You know what I mean? It's hard to just say, I just focus, I just do that here, but I don't do it everywhere else. Like that doesn't really work, you know? You have to go to extra mile and you have to say, like, you have to say, you know, even when I was, um, what was the job that I had that I was like, 
crazy good at. Let me <laughs> <think>. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like all of them. I was going to say, I think, <laughs> not trying to toot my own horn, but even <laughs> when I was like, even when I was an intern, I would just do things outside of my job description. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would just always try to be of help. And I didn't want to, it wasn't enough for me to go to work and do my day to day. I would go home and study what in my field I can be doing better. I would be going to workshops. I would be attending webinars. You know, I would just try to learn as much as I could because I wanted to be great. I didn't want to say, like, you know, at this level of my career, I should only know this, so I'm not going to learn this. Because I don't need to learn that for another five years. No, I was like, look, I know that this is what the senior level marketers are are learning, so I'm going to learn this, even though this is my first year in the field. You know what I mean? Right, right. like that so that's what motivated me is just to is um to work harder is just to that feeling of like i know that i'm good but i could be so much better yeah like if you're gonna fix cars fix the shit out of them cars man if you go intern intern the shit out of it like go all in <laughs> right. you know what i mean there's what's the point in having it you know so yeah. so i mean we, we me and you could literally probably go all day with this conversation and just everything that we kind of ranting about here um and because there's so much to cover obviously we covered some of the important parts but um i want to say i i I see you coming on here again in the future so i want to save some things um but before we move on to i have one segment that we do a lot here is foul or no foul it's kind of a a segment that we do all the time but before i get on to that um i just wanted to you know bring up the fact that you've been going super hard on twitter about new school rappers versus old school rappers. I don't even want to say I'm old school, but you know, just our our era, yeah. I guess. Um, and so you've been going super hard on it, right? Um, you've been you've been going on Wait, people, I'm and so I just wanted to kind of get into that really quick with you before we went to foul or no foul. What's been what's been setting you off lately, Stephanie? Listen, it's not even new school versus old school because I'm not that person. Right. It's people having respect for the culture, like you know what I mean. Like it's these people that that. I'm not even going to, I don't want to sell stones, but let me just say Yeah, don't, don't, put no, don't put nobody specifically on blast. We'll just say generally speaking. Yeah, like, it's, it's wild to me. It's wild to me that people don't respect Jay-Z as a rapper. It's wild to me that people don't respect, too, that people don't realize how great of a rapper Tupac was. Like, when I, when I got, and he's probably not going to listen to this, when that guy said that <laughs> Tupac was a better actor than a rapper. Yeah, like, that threw me for a loop. I had to jump in, too. I was like, wait, what? before and i was like how dick like who are you (laughs) then i had to remember like he's so young but i think that there is a disconnect with the younger kids not um and i'm not old by any means like you know i'm i'm young i'm still in my 20s but like i don't but i don't like but i'm in my 20s but i'm a fan of the culture and i like my mother introduced me to tupac like she had tupac albums dmx albums like that mom but she also like put me onto earth wind and fire and she wanted to be a musician so i grew up in a very musical family but she also was like you know she likes hip-hop right and so i've always been a fan of jay and so like i was going super hard because for one for several reasons but let me go off right now about this (laughs) (laughs) for one jay-z is like you cannot like discount the fact that like he's been relevant like for as long as i can remember like you know right right he has consistently produced great, great albums, and he's always just been like that cool rapper. He's never, he's always stayed true to who he is, and you know, he's always had business endeavors and just tried to really set the standard for like what what a rapper in business could be. Like, you're not just a rapper, you right, know what I mean? Right. You could be, you could be other things, and why not own the the label? You know what I mean? Why not 
on the streaming service that, you know, is, is playing your music. It was it was so crazy to me that people were like, Oh, I wanna listen to this album but I don't wanna pay twelve ninety nine for a subscription. Like right. what's twelve ninety nine to you? Right. You can't pay twelve ninety for you know like I wish we could go back to the days when people were paying that per album because then maybe they would appreciate that. You know, and title pays their artists more than any other streaming service from what I've heard. If I'm wrong, let me know. But <laughs> people will <laughs> let you know. <laughs> Yeah, they pay more than any other streaming service, from what I understand. And not only that, but like, why would you be mad that he's producing, that he's putting out his album on a platform that he was the founder of and that he owns? You right. Know what I mean? Right. Like, like, like you said, he, he he's notorious for his line, "I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman." It's like he kind of he kind of created that culture of that you know that that mentality when it came to music and I also like the part where you mentioned that people were buying albums before and they're not really doing it no more. I mean, there, there was a time where you would you know either leave school or wherever you were at and you would go to the mall or whatever to go to the CD store on a certain day of the week when new albums dropped and you would buy like two or three whatever just dropped and you would do that like weekly. You know what I mean? So I think there's that disconnect where people today don't do that. You know, so they don't really get it. Yeah, I mean, you would listen to an album. I mean, now it's not really like an album industry. It's a single industry, right? right? And I get it. You do have to, like, adapt or die. So, like, yeah, I could be like that. And I feel like such an old, young person by having this way of thinking. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like the day, I really appreciate, you know, the 444 album because it is an album you can listen to from beginning to end and it tells a story. It's mm-hmm. artistry. And how often, I mean, I haven't, there's not many albums I've listened to, you know, besides the exception of like Solange and Beyonce and like, you know, a few other people were like, I can listen to it from beginning to end. It's a, And it's a body of work. Right. It's not just thrown together singles, you know? And, um, and I miss the days where like, you know, journalists would go get it, you know, they would get the exclusive and they would sit with the music for a while and they would really dissect it and they would tell you what certain things meant, you know, so when you listen to it, you can understand it too. And, you know, they give you a little bit of backstory and it was just a well thought out review. And now it's just like, oh, it's a classic. Oh, I hate this. It's trash. You know, like, right. it's, not, it's not like the days of, of that are, are long gone. But that's why I do appreciate like, you know, journalists like Elliot Wilson and or just the Rap Radar podcast series, like one of my favorites, because they really do like they really are of the culture. Right. And they, you know, break down and you know even like breakfast club like angie martinez and people like that like i love that they really like are of the culture yeah um, so they, they respect it yeah, that's and it's hard to come by, and, and I think it was important how you mentioned how um, even if you're not from those eras, you still kind of appreciate the greatness of those people. It's kind of like you know, yeah. okay, so Pac is kind of that thing, or Biggie. Those are kind of the people that you think of when you think of in hip hop for that we've lost or that are you know not we don't get new music obviously from anymore. Um, it's same thing if you're in sports and maybe you weren't around when Michael Jordan played, but you know who he is, you appreciate what he did. Um, if you're into art, you, you weren't around when Michelangelo painted, but you like you had to appreciate what he did. You know what I mean? It's kind of that that line where there's a disconnect where some people search for that and they appreciate it and then some don't you know they're like i don't know i never I don't know who michael jordan is you know it's like what like you have to know who he is if you like basketball you know what i mean like it's just a part of it so it's i don't think it's any different with hip-hop or rap or music in general that people have to kind of go back and search for those things because you know it's not put in your face all the time these days you know you know what and stop and i want people to stop saying things like it's fact you know what i mean right like stop Stop saying outlandish things. Like I just, I mean, maybe they don't think it's outlandish, but like, don't like, w- like for instance, when people say like stupid stuff, like if a, you know, if Aaliyah was still here, Beyonce would never have a career. Like right. you sound dumb. Right. You sound so stupid. 
like first of all b was out when it was out like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah like, sound, i mean she's bigger now but like you just found out like females can't like two women can't excel in the music industry at the same time and she's not she wouldn't be as talented as she you know is today like that's just crazy but people say stuff like that and they run with it and act like it's a fact and i think that they you know it, it does have the potential to influence other people and other people just say it and repeat it because they think it's cool and they're disrespecting the artist you right know? and these people work really really hard for their craft i don't know why i'm so sensitive towards it probably because i'm just <laughs> like a fan of the culture right but, like i feel these artists i'm like you know like i just i can't imagine being in their shoes and like having so many haters for no reason or people comparing you to people that they shouldn't even be comparing you to right yeah people tend in, in the days we live in now to box things in it's like that's just the way people do it they box things in the areas and they even box themselves yeah. in you know they say they like hip-hop so they can't like nothing else or you like this so you can't like that and it's like nah it's not how it is like right. even the old school new school thing you know like you said you like the new stuff too yeah. it's not about it you know I definitely do because look, I love I love new music. I don't listen to all of these crazy people that are out right now. Like, I, you know, there's some of them that I don't like, but you know, I, I do love a lot of new music. But um, and I'm also just a, like I could be a hostile person. So if somebody pisses me off, like I'm not gonna like hold my tongue. Like if I think something is stupid, I'm gonna call you stupid because you sound dumb. Like, I don't want you to sound like that anymore. I want you to be smarter. I want you to be better. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it's about teaching people sometimes. It's not about it's not about making them look stupid. Right. It's just about kind of, you know, opening their eyes. Trying to help you out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So I knew that was gonna, I knew that was going to push some buttons. So I wanted to go there and kind of pull that out cuz I felt like it needed to be said. But what I'm going to do now is like I said, we do this segment called Foul or No Foul. If anyone's new to this, they haven't listened to the show before, whatever the case may be, all I do is I have like four of them today where I'm going to throw statements at you, um which I've either just made up on my own, they're actual sayings that are out there or something I read in the news, whatever it may be. Um and if you agree with the statement, you think it's totally right, um then there's no foul. That's what you say, no foul. You see nothing wrong with it. Um if you don't agree with it, if you do think it's wrong in whatever way, then you just call foul on the statement. Yeah, clear enough, cool enough. Some yeah, people get, get some people get confused. I just want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna jump into that right now. Then it's that time again. Let's play another round of foul or no foul. All right, cool. So the the first statement I have here, I guess this this definitely plays into your marketing side of things. All attention is good attention. Foul or no foul? Uh, that's foul. <laughs> okay and so why do you feel that way because i know some people say hey controversy sells it's great da, 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 even if it's negative so why do you say it's this, how, why do you say it's not good attention i mean i don't want to single out any celebrities i won't right. but i'll say like just i mean there's certain scandals you know that i'm sure certain people would not like to go through and they would not like that attention you know right I mean? right absolutely <laughs> So, I mean, even though it's bringing them publicity, you know, what at what cost? Like, even though, like, uh, you know, even certain celebrities, like, stunting on social media, like, yeah, it's getting them attention, but you're also known as a clown now. Like, right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so everything comes with a cost. You may get the attention and it may help you in some way, whatever way you're looking for at that moment, but there's always usually a cost, right? There's always something that happens for it. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. All right. All right. That's interesting. All right. All right. So the next one, we were just speaking about Jay-Z. So fresh off his latest album release, like you said, 444, um, Jay-Z belongs in the conversation when discussing hip hop's greatest along with Tupac and Biggie. Foul or no foul? No foul. All right. And why do you feel that way? He's the greatest. Like, <laughs> he, I mean. The catalog, it speaks for itself. 
the wait the catalog let's look let's go there okay because <laughs> that was on twitter that i had with somebody when they were comparing catalogs but um yeah he has an awesome catalog the wordplay i mean he doesn't like somebody that doesn't write his own rhymes like you know he literally like comes off the top of the dome with them um and he's just so like you i love his artistry because you don't really know what he's going through unless you listen to his music you know what i mean right and and then he lets you know and then you know when he when he says something it really matters and he's a great storyteller. And that's the same thing that Pac had. That's the same thing that Big had. I mean, you listen to Tupac's changes today. It's as relevant as it was yep. back then. Yep. You know, it's as if he rapped it today. Even with, with Big, um, you know, Big came out with Ready to Die. I can play that album today. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even with Juicy. Like, I quote that to this day. <laughs> like, you know, and I, was, I don't even know how old I was when I came out. I was probably like a baby or like a toddler. <laughs> Like, but that I speaks like to it. That's what I mean. You know. <laughs> yeah. And I do that. I do that. You know. I just um, like stuff like that. That timeless music. All that he's accomplished. Um, but even just the music, the catalog, he deserves to be up there. Yeah, I think one of the most like um, important things about Jay Z that doesn't always get spoke, spoken about is the fact that he always stays relevant, even his music. So not only yeah. not even the, not only the old music, but his new music. He always like adapts to the culture to what's happening today what's happening in society he, he never yeah. like stays old you know what i mean you never feel like oh this is an old rapper with a new album this is like oh this is like this guy is today he is here today you know what i mean yeah and he doesn't have to do all that like gimmicky stuff right you know there's no not you know i mean he has scandals that that come out but you know it's not like anything that he's like pushing out that yeah. he is so it's not it's not gimmicky, and that's what I like about about Jay is whatever he does is very very authentic. Um, and you know, I just feel like you know we like people like especially of like him. We just we we've seen the growth throughout the years. Um, he's always he's always been great. Yep. You know, he's been consistently great. Gotcha. I agree. All right, the next one. The internet is the most powerful tool any business or brand can use today. Foul or no foul? The most powerful tool. Um, I would say if we're talking about like a, like a, like a, okay. A way to build their business or whatever the case may be. Because um, obviously you got ways, you got TV, you got billboards, you got all these things, but really do any of them hold anything now to the internet? If you're talking about channels, yes, it's the most powerful. If you're talking about period is word of mouth like right. word of mouth is most most powerful but yes but in terms of like you know platforms channels yeah this is definitely the most powerful in my mind and the word of mouth has spread to the internet right i mean that's obviously a very good way to do it <laughs> yeah yeah so, exactly yeah. but eventually you know this may be something greater beyond the world wide web that's you know, crazy eventually like technology which is crazy to think about right it but is. like you know, but yeah, but for now, yeah, I mean, social media, you know, the internet is where it's at. All right. The last one, I know you said you got to get on a flight today. You travel a lot. If anyone follows you, they see that. Um, so the last one is kind of about fly. So flying. Okay. So when on a flight, you're on an airplane, the statement is I'd rather listen to something on my headphones or read a book instead of talking to the person seated next to me. File or no foul? No foul. <laughs> <laughs> I hate talking to people on the plane. Like, don't talk to me. Like, this is introvert Stephanie. Now we box her in next to somebody she doesn't want to sit next to. (laughs) I literally, like, I 
can walk around the grocery store with headphones. I'm like, don't bother me. Like, yeah. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Don't I do that me. all the time, too. But yeah, I would have, I, yeah, <laughs> like for real, I have my headphones on and have a book just so you know I'm not feeling you and don't want no conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even like a rude thing. It's just, you know, like, so most of the time you're not really going to want to talk about whatever they want to talk about or whatever the case is. So rather than act, you know, rather than playing interested or letting them know you're uninterested in talking about it, you just rather not go there at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm not that friendly. I'm not <laughs> going to lie to you. Like, <laughs> I, I want to reserve my energy, you know, my alone time. Is my, you know, I'm a, I'm a mom. So like, right. you know, I always have a little kid that's like, asking me to see like right. talking to me <laughs> so like i like my alone time so you know i'm very selfish with that and i don't care you know if people think i'm standoffish i like <laughs> my quiet time <laughs> hey that makes you coming on this podcast even that much better because we got through to the introvert <laughs> stephanie we got through to you i appreciate yes, that you got yeah it took some time but it worked that's all that matters um so you know again i, I appreciate you spending time with me it, it's been obvious it's been fun for me to talk to you and obviously it's an insightful um i took some notes when we were listening so i hope everyone listening you know got some stuff they wrote down it, it was helpful but um there's you know there's like i said there's only so much we can cover you know in this conversation in one episode or, or whatever it is so um if our listeners do want to reach out to you right if they want to um just just to show you love for coming on or just to contact you about what you do and maybe see if they, you, they can work with you whatever the case may be um where would you tell people to find you the websites the social medias everything uh you can find me at stephaniecmitchell.com okay and my first name is is spelled weird so you're gonna have to like include it in the description because my mom wanted to be unique um <laughs> <laughs> <she was naming> me. <laughs> but yeah you can go to stephaniecmitchell.com and then um i'm on twitter steph sherelle underscore i'm about to underscore life on twitter only <laughs> <laughs> and then um, on Instagram, you can find me at Steph Sherelle, and uh, you can find all of my business stuff at S. Mitchell Marketing and smitchellmarketing.com. Okay, yeah, I definitely advise y'all to do all of that. Now, um, I do always give the guests an opportunity to kind of send our listeners off with like a, a closing message, right? You can call it. Um, so, you know, obviously the conversation, it was long. We talked for about, I don't know, almost an hour or something. So I have bad memories. Sometimes I forget what people said. I had to run that thing back to hear it again. So like for those who don't want to run it back and they just want to leave off here with one thing, um, I don't care if it's a joke if it's advice if it's a story uh, a quote anything you want um what would you send the uh the cloud dodger listeners out there off what kind of message i would send them off with be yourself that is i feel like the theme of today is just to be yourself um and just yeah stay true to who you are be authentic and that's the best advice I can give. And respect the culture. That's right. That's <laughs> hey, it's hard to be yourself these days. We know people don't want you to do that sometimes, but that's that's the best way to go for sure. So, um, again, yeah. I appreciate you, Stephanie, uh, for coming on and spending this time. Again, I look forward to having you on again. Maybe we can talk off the air here about some things we could work on. But, again, I appreciate you for coming on and, and have a safe flight. Thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you. Likewise. Yo, Stephanie, drop some gems some gems. I hope you guys use that. I hope you guys really did take some notes. If you want to apply this to whatever you're doing. I mean, if you're if you're writing, right? If you're trying to become a writer like a blogger or you want to podcast or you make music or a- anything that you're doing really, it doesn't even have to be it could even just be a business in itself. Uh you do anything at all. Marketing, 
the internet, social media, all these things are so key, right? There's, they can be so clutch for you if you just if you run them right. So either you want to run them or you want to contact someone like Stephanie to run them. Either way, the information that she dropped here was was really helpful. Uh, I'm going to start applying some of it myself, and I hope you do as well. The conversation about Jay-Z, don't you guys at me telling me he ain't one of the best. I don't want to hear it. Um, but seriously, it was a fun conversation about hip-hop, all that good stuff. Um what I do want to ask of you guys is recently Clock Dodgers was put on. We signed up for the podcast awards at podcastawards.com. And right now the nominations are open. So you can go to podcastawards.com. Uh, you sign up really quick. I think you just put like your email in and stuff. And then once you do that, um, and, and, they, and they, they won't do any kind of like third party stuff. I don't think they email you or anything like that. And I believe it says it on there when you actually register. But um, once you do that and you, and you sign up, you'll see a bunch of categories there's three categories that Clock Dodgers are in. I'm asking you guys to please help me out by nominating the podcast. Um, what happens is once, depending on who gets the most nominations, you'll move on to like the next stage, I believe, where the judges will actually make the decisions. Uh, and the judges are all different kinds of people that they select for that. And they also randomly select people who signed up during this initial process to nominate. So there's a little box you could check off saying like, um, uh, submit me for a judge or something like that. So you can do that as well and possibly get randomly selected for that portion. Um, but if you just go to the site, podcastawards.com, you sign up really quick. It takes like two seconds. It's free. There's no charge. No big deal at all. Then you go to the sections that I'm asking you to specifically, which are People's Choice Award, um, the Sports Category Award, and the Entertainment Category Award. If you go down the list, it's in alphabetical order. Key thing here is it's not. it doesn't start with a C for Clock Dodgers. It starts with the so the Clock Dodgers podcast. Um, if you guys can go there and submit a nomination for each one of those for us, it would be greatly appreciated. Even if you want to spread the love and not do all of them for us, I understand. I really do. It hurts, but I understand. But please, <laughs> seriously, Clock Dodgers podcast, if you could do that. There's other categories there that are awesome too, so I hope you guys can hit on some of those while you're there. If not, I understand. If it's just Clock Dodgers love, I'm totally game for it. Totally game. But as always, guys, there's always these things like subscribing, reviews, this podcast award thing where they're totally free. They don't cost you guys anything. They take two seconds, right? Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. Maybe. Two seconds sounds fair, though. Um, and if you guys can do it, it's like super appreciative to what we're doing. This this whole Clock Dodgers family, whether it's clockdodgers.com, whether it's the podcast, whether it's the listeners, whether you're contributing in some way, shape, or form, it's all super appreciative. And the only way we can really make it bigger and keep expanding on it and keep letting more and more people join the family and get to experience the great guests that we have and the great content that we put out is by you doing these things because it lets people who don't have any idea what this is, it lets them know more about us. I know you guys understand this. I don't know why I'm ranting about it. Um, but just please, I appreciate you guys for doing that. Um, also, if you send me a screenshot of you where it nominated it, where you guys nominated it, I'll uh, shout you guys out on the podcast. As if I don't shout you out enough already, I will shout you out in the podcast um, for sure. So if you guys could do that, I appreciate it. Don't forget to check out clouddodgers.com. Lots of great content up there. I always tell you guys that, but I promise you I'm being serious. This is all real talk. I would not tell you it if I did not think it or believe it or feel it. So if you go to clouddodgers.com right now, if you're into MFL 10s, don't know what it is. Say you don't know what it is. It's possible you don't. Say you've never played an MFL 10. Right now, uh, we got a brand new article up on there from um, from Christo. Christo, he's I believe it is, and he uh, just put an article up on there that explains all of it in depth, like how 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 to do all of it. Um, so I highly recommend you to go check that out. Um, also, um, Josh 
wrote a celebrity celebrity uh, eliminator article that kind of breaks it down a little a little differently than uh, Dresden's article. Uh, Trick of the trades is on there, of course, by uh, Tyler. He has uh, the QB and the tight end edition. I mean, there's seriously there's nonstop. I keep I can just keep going if I really wanted to. Um, and then we got some great some great guys who are about to start uh, writing. Well, Christos just started, of course, and then um, be on the lookout for another gentleman who has some great stuff coming. Not all fantasy football, not all football, not even sports, actually. Um, some other good stuff. And he's kind of showed me a really early stages of it and some really fun stuff. So be on the lookout for that. Guys, don't forget, you can order Clock Dodgers t-shirts, the mugs at any time, the wristbands at any time. I'm looking at them right now. The wristbands, I'm looking at them right now. I got you guys covered. Black, red, green, blue. All you gotta do is hit the hit, hit the link, guys. Just hit the link. I got you covered. I appreciate you guys. More details to follow on more things that are coming. As always, if you have any ideas, suggestions, um, anything at all, feel free to hit me up at clockdodgers at gmail.com or you can hit me up on Twitter at clockdodgers, Instagram at clockdodgers. All the other great places are at clockdodgers. Keep it real simple for you guys. Keep it real simple because that's how I need things to be simple. So I just assume that you guys would like it simple also. Um, but again, seriously, any questions, suggestions, um, anything you want to send me, um, if you're interested in sponsoring the podcast or promoting anything through the podcast, please reach out to me all in the same. Um, that's it, guys. That's really it. Big shout out to Stephanie again. I ask you guys to please hit up Stephanie. Hit her up. Hit her up on uh, Twitter. I'm pretty sure she gave that out on the show. But just in case, I just want to cover that just in case she didn't. Oh, no, no, she didn't spell it out for you. She said it was weird, right? So this is her name. It's Stephanie. So uh, S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E. That's how she spells her name. So, which is not weird. It's just unique. It's different, okay? But uh, her, her, her Twitter handle is at Steph, which is S-T-E-F, Sherelle, uh, C-H-E-R-E-L-L-E underscore. She said she's about that underscore life. That's just what she's talking about. <laughs> so again, it's at S-T-E-F-C-H-E-R-E-L-L-E underscore. Or if you're just interested in the marketing side of things and you want to hit her up for some business, it's at S-M-M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G again with an underscore. That's at S-M marketing underscore. I, I I just ask you guys to please hit her up, show her some love, let her know you heard her on the podcast and you enjoyed it. If you're interested in the services, you always can do that as well. Um, you can either follow her on those sites or you can just go to her website, which is uh, smitchellmarketing.com. So it's all pretty simple. It's all about the same thing. It's really not that hard to get confused, but at the very least, show her love. Thank you for coming on. Um, and I, I think you guys will hear more from her. So just be on the lookout for that. That was fun. Otherwise, guys, it was good talking to you. This is a Monday when I'm releasing this. So if it's a Monday for you when you're listening, I hope you have a great Monday. I hope you're already having a great Monday. Remember, if you are, even if you're not, you can still help somebody else have a great Monday. Tell them they look nice today. Tell them you like the haircut. Laugh at their jokes. Whatever it takes. Make somebody else smile today. Make somebody else laugh. If it's not Monday, well, if it is Monday, happy 4th of July to you because that's what's about to happen. If it is 4th of July already, Still happy 4th of July to you. If you're listening to this after the 4th of July, well then, I hope you had a great 4th of July. I don't know what else to tell you. You're making this very difficult on me. Um, But either way, 
I appreciate you guys. Spread the word. Nothing you you heard Stephanie on the episode. Nothing is more important to a business, to a brand, to a podcast, to anything more than your word of mouth. You are the more, most important piece of this. Not me, not the guests, not the content we create, not anything is more important than your word of mouth. And I and I honestly believe that. I honestly appreciate it. the guys that do do it. You guys are awesome for helping out. Uh, and you guys have a great day. We got some more episodes coming soon too. Look out for 15-minute breaks. This was an inside glance. Look out for some more sports-related stuff. I love you guys. As always, be kind. Be great. Keep dodging. Visit ClockDodgers.com for more unique content. Connect with us now by following at ClockDodgers on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope.